Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anything Can Be a Podcast. Podcast, please welcome to stage the person making this announcement. It's John Hastings, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are we? We well? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. It's the final Tuesday of The Fringe. You guys are a fringe audience. Some of you are smiling. Some of you have been for a, here for a week and are just hoping this is good. So thank you so much. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, miss. How are you? What's your name? Nadia. And are you a Nadia or a Nicia? <laughs> How dare you guys not laugh at that brilliant wordplay. <laughs> All right, there's people at the window. Not sure if they should come in. Everyone turn around and wave at them. Guys, guys, come on in. Come on in. Come on in, sir. Look at that man with authority. He looks like he's a club promoter. What's up, buddy? You have cocaine on you right now, don't you? Yes, sir. What's your name, brother? Uh, Joseph. Joseph. But you said it like that, Joseph, which just sounds fucking badass. Where are you from, Joseph? Uh, Kent. Kent. Are you guys from Kent? Let me say this about Kent. It looks really nice. It's not. I saw a woman pooing by a, a tip once time. And it was the afternoon. It was not the evening. Like, it was... I don't even think she was drunk. I think she just needed to use the toilet and didn't want to go inside. Yeah, why is it like that? For those of you who aren't from the UK, there's this place called Kent, and like a lot of places in the UK, is that you just sort of walk into, and it's not like it's it's like full of crime, it's just a fucked up place. <laughs> Newcastle's kind of like that too, where it's like, this seems fine, but why does that baby have a knife? Like, what the fuck is going on? And, and yeah, and Kent also has that vibe where it's like, you're not gonna get in trouble, but someone you're in trouble with someone. Like, why is that? You don't know, Nadia? And what are you doing here at the Fringe, Nadia? What are you doing at the Fringe? Seeing shows? You seem like you're confused. Yeah, I don't really know. What do you do for a living, Nadia? I'm in sex form. You're in sex form. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it sounds like you're being treated for some sort of disease. <laughs> you're in A-levels. What is that? I'm from Canada. We have, you know, school, not your weird mathematician system, and then you guys get, you've been graduate, you are an Alpha Omega, welcome to the posh classes. Like, I don't know, what is an A-level? Well, it's going to be funny in a second. Calm down, guys. That man's already adjusting his, his gimp bracelet. That's fantastic. <laughs> is that a friendship bracelet, brother? I got it in Copenhagen. You got it in Copenhagen? Christiana. Uh... You were in Christiania? You guys know what Christiania is? Oh, let me explain to you a little place called Copenhagen. So Copenhagen is a town made of bicycles full of smiling Scandinavian people. They have a Ferris wheel right in the downtown center. Everyone's on a bicycle. Everyone's smiling and just, olive? And you're like, yes, I want an olive. Who are you? I am a friend. And then they just disappear into the woods. And right in the center of it is this old military base that some hippies took over and just went, we're going to sell weed here. Yay. Two rules. No running, no photographs, only rules. And so you'd be walking along and there's just like a table of hash just laid out. And I didn't think that no pictures were serious. So there's this beautiful totem pole and I went to take a photo of it. And a woman, she looked like the drawing of a hippie. She had the dreadlocks, I could see her armpit hair. Like, and she was wearing a shirt, it was coming out through the neck hole. And, and she went, hey, hey, no photos, no running. Come on in buddy, come on in. And, uh, and I was like, well, what happens if I take a photo? And she went, you don't want to know. And then just pointed at a biker who just leaned up against a tree. And I was like, ah, oh, camera goes away. <laughs> so what were you buying in Christiania, sir? Uh, well, that's all I bought. <clears throat> but, uh, just a lot of hash and a motorcyclist? <laughs> I was just freewheeling around, you know. It's a really weird place because it's sort of dangerous but not. Because I got the vibe of it. One of the rules is no stealing. But... I met one or two people who I thought probably didn't fit that bill. Who else doesn't believe those one or two people exist and he just stole a bunch of stuff? <laughs> What's your name, boss? Steve. Steve, John. Nice to meet you, Steve. And what do you do for a living, Steve? <coughs> well, I used to be an accountant, but I'm retired now. So that's why you went to Christiania? You just needed some excitement? You're like, I'm just going to eat all this hash and forget I know a lot about the tax. Real excitement. Yeah. And how long were you in Copenhagen for? Well, I went for the Roskilde Festival. What the fuck? It, it sounds like a festival with the rascals. Just a lot of kids tickling each other? It, it's like Glastonbury, but not quite as good. <laughs> well, you're really 
really pissing on the Rascal Factory, aren't you? The Rascal Factory. What a creepy building that would be. Just a lot of kids just pushing each other and laughing, covered in soot. Um, so you go to Glastonbury every year? You are not. You are totally not the image of, a, of an accountant. You're in Christiania eating hash and stealing bracelets. You're going to Glastonbury. Because, because really, I shouldn't have been an accountant. What did you want to be, Steve? Lead guitarist in a rock group. I love you so much, Steve. I'm a stand-up comedian, and you know what I want to be? Lead guitarist in a rock group. Now, which rock group, if you have to pick? If I had to pick... Zeppelin or White Stripes? Those are two very disparate bands, too. Because either the White Stripes or Led Zeppelin. Why Led Zeppelin? I've never been a big Led Zeppelin fan because I've heard all the black blues musicians and they play those songs way better. The joke there is Led Zeppelin stole all of their music from other bands and then just did it slightly better with a man who sounded like a tree but he's dying singing. <laughs> And that's it. That being said, Led Zeppelin 4, fucking amazing album, and Led Zeppelin 1, fucking rules. And also, my, one of my favorite bands, Black Sabbath, literally goes, oh, Paranoid, we just stole Communication Breakdown and just played it different. Like, that's all we did. And Led Zeppelin's like, we're going to sue you. And Tony Allen was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Led Zeppelin, White Stripes. Clapton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to see you play with Clapton because you seem exciting. And Eric Clapton, I'm, I'm, like, I liked him in Cream. I feel like he would have really benefited from dying in the 70s. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I, I think he's sort of, well, he's too old. Probably. Yeah. This is a true Clapton fan. I love Eric Clapton. But I know, 1971, someone should have just walked in from the future with a gun and gone, this is because of Tears in Heaven. Bam, 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 bam. And he dies. Because it's just, he's just so melancholy. He could fall ass backwards through a whipped cream factory and land on top of a clown and fart, and he would make it depressing. Like, he's just a really low-energy guy. And he's, he's very right-wing, too, which is just a bummer. Because, like, rock musicians, I like when they get political in their old age, and they're just like, hemp, everyone should be wearing hemp. Have you heard what's happening to the muskrat? I do not approve. My band White Snake will be protesting it. But Eric Clapton's like, these Polish people need to get out of England. I live in a tax haven known as the moon. And, uh, like, it's just, you know what I mean? Have you seen the documentary about Ginger Baker, Beware of Mr. Baker? Well, he's, he's over the top, I think. He's gone. Oh, he's a little bit more than over the top. Do you guys know who Ginger Baker is? Show round of hands. All right, miss, you're going to be into this. Let me explain. See you later, sir. I knew the... I knew the... <laughs> Your name's Nadia? Absolutely. Get the f where the fuck are you going, old man? <laughs> that door is locked. That door is locked. It is actually locked, though. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> and the, the slowest walkout ever. This <laughs> stands up. My name is Nadia. How dare you? Who? who what? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what's the, What's the matter, sir? You don't like the band Cream? Are you Eric Clapton? <laughs> See you later, Mr. Clapton. Really? We what? I get it. Thank you, Mr. Specific. Jesus fucking Christ. That, you see, those are the old people that give old people a bad name. He's not talking specifically about what I'm interested in. I will be departing now. Oh, he's coming back. Going into the other show. We'll see him in that hallway in about five minutes, shaking his head. They didn't, didn't they know a man named Nadia was here? See, the problem is his parents did him that disservice. They heard a song called A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash, and they took the advice and went, I will call him Nadia, and that will toughen him up, but it made his soul calloused and too hard. And now he can't appreciate humor and community like we're experiencing right now, delivered by a man who's crouching in a very uncomfortable lunge position. But let me tell you this, I, I fucked up my hip. I did this show called the Comedy Wealth Games with Mark Watson, and you do all these different sporting events. And one of them is you get into a sleeping bag and you hop in a race with another guy. And they gave the other two participants, one had like a pretty lady, and the other one had a wafer-like guy, guy. And I had a boulder from Glasgow <laughs> who had been drinking tenants since July. <laughs> and he lumbered onto the stage, and I was taking the sleeping bag out, and he went, oh, we'll be napping? And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. 
And I said, no, just jump when I jump. And then he just started jumping. So I got him into the sleeping bag, and it was a race. And I, and I was like, we're going to just, we're going to run it, not hop. And he was like, all right, all right. I shouldn't have said hop, because as soon as it started, he just jumped. And when you run in a sleeping bag and another person jumps, the sleeping bag catches you, and then inertia makes itself be known. And he came down on me like a, just a ton of bricks soaked in fun. And I tried to twist to save myself, right? And instead all I did was I, he just crashed right into my hip, which I, I had fucked up from running earlier, but like I, I fixed it because my girlfriend's into physiotherapy. She's like, do these stretches. And I did them for a week. Yeah, and then I've been, that's my mom. And it was creepy that she just said that. <laughs> oh yeah, she, you get the, go hang out with Nadia, mom. Oh, you've sullied the podcast. And you told me not to talk to you and you're the one who made your presence known. Oh, it's up, buddy. Nice to see you. To catch you, this guy's high on hash. A man named Nadia has walked out. He might be related to Eric Clapton. We are not sure. Yeah, it's very important. You gotta keep. You can't just walk in late to the show. It would be very confusing. Why is that man posed like Michelangelo's David? I know it's not posed like Michelangelo's David. He was like this. Calm down. Save your tweets now. Um, so I heard I, uh, I really fucked up my hip, but I'm like one of those dumb guys. It's like I don't need a doctor. I don't need a doctor. I like yeah, I got a sucking flesh wound. I'll just walk it off. It's fine. I don't need oxygen. I have determination. And so I've been walking around. And this is the worst city to have anything wrong with your legs or back because there's no find a flat surface for longer than a meter. It will be curved. There'll be a tree in the middle of it. A passed out woman who was in a student play and she's attempted to take her own life with Chardonnay just sprawled everywhere. And so yesterday it came to a head because I was just running around all day and those steps down there, I took them too quickly and when I got to the very bottom, I felt like, you know when you're a man and you just feel a part of your body just go, now you will be punished. And I just felt this heat just kind of spread around the top of my leg, and I went, oh, this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Now I will attempt to entertain people late at night. So I went to the Just the Tonic late show. It was midnight, and I was supposed to be on first, and then there were some shenanigans, and they are like, you'll go on third. And I had another show to get to. I was like, as long as I... Uh, do you know Nadia too, miss? Is he really? Is his name actually Nadia? Why didn't you leave with your dad? What the fuck's wrong with that family? This show, if someone doesn't like this show, they walk out angry. And it's like, you were told, I'm making it up as I go along. And they're like, I thought they lied to us. How dare he be making this up? Now she's coming back into the toilet. I have a feeling, too, one of them will be waiting for me after the show. And it's a uniquely UK thing, which is if you piss someone off, they will inconvenience themselves to tell you how they were offended by you. Like, it's just, it's really bizarre. I've gotten, I got some tweets this, this month that were spectacular. One of them was, I'll never forget it. Hey, at the John Hastings, that's me on Twitter. Um, other, other people really enjoyed your show. I did not. It was not good. I had to go to your website and follow you on Twitter to send you this message. <laughs> Hashtag fuck you. And I was like, you spent how much time just to give me a fuck you and all that's happened to you is I blocked you on Twitter and reported you selling child porn on Twitter to Twitter. <laughs> So now you don't have a Twitter account. So I was at the Just the Tonic Late Show, and I'm going to tell you this story, because again, judging a book by the cover, Nadia and his daughter, possibly also named Nadia. Um, wait, are you his other daughter? Do you not know who your dad is? Because there's a guy, uh, he's looking for friends. Anyway, so I was at the just on, and Mick Ferry, do you guys know who Mick Ferry is? Northern comedian. He doesn't look healthy. He has a giant gut. His hair is thinning, but in the middle of his head. I've never not seen him with a beer and a pint, and I've had breakfast with him at like six in the morning. He's, oh, might as well. But he's a fucking, he's one of the greatest comedians I've ever seen. He's fucking amazing. Just one of the best hosts all around. Just go see his show. It's at uh, the Community Project every day at eight. It's called What's Going On. Go see it. And I'm walking around, and I'm limping, and there's tears in my eyes waiting to go on stage, and I'm just walking around the Just the Tonic Community Project, just leaning on things, and just lifting this leg up, and just going, ah, 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 and just very typical, like, comedians, like, coming up and, like, touching my leg and going, does that hurt? And you're going, ah! And then Mick walks up, like, beer, cigarette inside, and just goes, 
ah, you've, uh, you've pinched a nerve somewhere in your lower spine. To loosen that, you need to hang low for three to five minutes. And he does it. And he goes, just do that for like three to five minutes and you'll be fine. And in my head, I'm like, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. And then I did it. And I felt this little, like, a little thing just released. Like a little flower opened up in my hip. And it just, like, slid out. And I rose up and I went, that was amazing. And he went, yeah, yeah I didn't believe I was going to be able to do that, but I can. I know I look like shit, but up here works. And he just walked away. <laughs> it was beautiful. So, hello, miss. How are you? Question for you. What is your father's name? Yes. Michael. Michael, you can stay. You can totally stay. <laughs> There's just this guy named Nadia has been showing up, and then his daughter came and made a fuss. I'm not sure she might be a splinter cell. So we're really unsure. Now, we, uh, we should probably talk about what the show is. The show is me completely improvising an entire hour of stand-up comedy. Some of it's going to be good. Other parts of it will be reasons for Nadia to walk out. Uh, and for inspiration for the show, I have uh, comedians email me various topics and things like that that we're going to get into in a second. Are you okay, miss? Yeah. Just fucking tired? <laughs> what have you seen today? Uh, I, I haven't seen you haven't seen anything. And this is your... Yeah. That's your son? Yeah. You're holding your... <laughs> you guys just creeped this out more than the man named Nadia. <laughs> Come on, guys. We, we wrestled through that skirmish of naughtiness with his... That guy really kind of got on my boo-boo. I got to be honest, because there's something, there's because some, he was definitely an Englishman, and there's something about English disdain that it stays with you. Like that's why I understand why all the colonies are fucked off. The Scottish get upset at the English. The Irish get upset at the English. The Welsh get upset at the English. It's just this this look that the English have in their face, and it's it's tattooed on your soul. You're just like ah, I'm sorry I fucked up your panini, but you don't need to look at me that way. And it's just, I don't understand how nothing gets fixed. Because if anyone is going to let... An old English man could sort out the world. He could walk into the Middle East with that face and go, you need to stop it. <laughs> and every man involved in a jihad would just slowly put his AK-40... I'm really sorry, man. I'm really sorry. And he's like, yeah! I was trying to have a nap! Turned on the world service! Nonsense! I'm really sorry. And then the, the Israelis come in and be like, what's all this? And Cesar goes, no, it's not. It's theirs. Give it to them. If I have to come back, you don't want me coming back. He just marches off in his beige shoes, cup of tea, into the desert. You know, you're all picturing the same guy. He's got the white hair. He's wearing that black jacket with the plaid inlay that's opened up so you can see it. He's smoking, but he's bitten the filters off because he used to work in a factory. He used to eat asbestos, so cancer of the lungs, he's not concerned about. He's just walking around the world solving problems. It's Bitterman! Bitterman to the rescue! Oh, lads, what are you doing selling that crack? You look like idiots. I'm really sorry, sir walks away. See, the thing with that joke is it was funny for a bit, and then I kept going, and then you guys got the premise, and now you want me to move on. Thank you, funny man. Man in the bowler hat with the beard, captain of the hipsters, just the I agree. It is no longer ironic. When will you be serving kale? What's your name, brother? Steve. Steve, how are you, Steve? Pretty good. I'm very good. What do you do for a living, Steve? You're a comedian. Where, in, where do you comed? In Los Angeles. I've never gigged in Los Angeles. How is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Georgia Brooks? I used to date her. I really did. It was awesome. She's way hotter than I am, but I tricked her with my brain, so. That's how you do that. Yeah, yeah. She's very funny. She is, I think, the most flighty human being. I've, I once was driving with her and she was driving the car, and this look of fear went on her face, and she went, I think I've lost my keys. <laughs> and I went, they're in the car, and she went, oh yeah, all the time that happens. <laughs> fucking hilarious. She, uh, she, uh, she lived in a car outside of my house while we were dating, which was a very odd thing. And what it was is she wanted to experience adventure, so she's like, I'm gonna live in my car for a month, and I was just like, yeah, this is a little fucked up. But whatever, live in your car. And it was actually very fun because it was sort of, but it was also just created this very big white trash element. Because I lived in this neighborhood in Toronto called Kensington Market, 
which is, oh, he plays music really loud? I've asked him to keep it down. And so my now retaliation is I'm spreading some rumors about his show. For example, he's the reason, or reason, because reason, not a word. <laughs> reason sounds like something you get at an expensive restaurant. Would you like some crumbled reason on that? What is it? It's inspirational quotes chopped up. Oh, I would love that. You know that restaurant has been reviewed in The Guardian. You know, it's probably called like Oyster Shoe Bay Chocolate Monster or something like that. And it's inside of a hat in Manchester, only opens once a day, and they serve tires. Anyway, he plays loud music occasionally. I keep telling him to keep it down. So now I'm spreading horrible rumors about his show. Today's rumor is he's the reason why Nadia is so upset because when Nadia was a little boy, that performer went to him on Christmas morning and went, you're the reason Santa Claus is dead. And then he just showed him the picture of just a dead kitten. He was just, look at it. Kiss it. And now he's like, I don't want to kiss it. You have to kiss it. Why? Because. And then he did. Now he plays loud music. <laughs> so Los Angeles. Yeah, she lived in front of my car. Or lived in front of my house with a car. And it was just very funny. It gave it, Kensington Market, you don't really have these. In, Christiania, actually. It's very similar to Christiania, where it's just in the middle of the city. And it's just this four-block neighborhood of just, like, hippies crackheads, artists, comedians. They have a, a car that they turn into a garden. There's a vegan restaurant that's only open when the sun is out. So when it's raining, they close. There's another place called Wanda Pie in the Sky. And the menu is just the three pies they have on the top of the counter. And when they run out of pie, you just walk in. And I walked in there once, and there was just a woman smoking like in the alley with the door open. And I walked in to get a coffee. And I went, are you still serving coffee? And she went, no pie? No service! <laughs> and I went, how are you guys making money? And she went, we don't worry about stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, it's really amazing. This is a great venue called The Supermarket, and bands try out and work there, uh, like a band called The Tragically Hip. Anyone? Canadian? Yeah, one Canadian. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. They, they are our only band that's good. They are our antidote to Celine Dion and Justin Bieber and Alanis Morissette, except for that first album. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... They're, they're fucking great. Please go listen to The Tragically Hip. They're so good. It's like It sounds like music you sit by a lake to. You're sipping a beer. There's a fire. Your dad's camping with you, which meant he went fishing. And by fishing, I mean he started drinking in the morning. And he com came back, and the only thing he caught were his empties on his hook, and he's laughing. Every song sounds like that. It was just a fun neighborhood. But we got started getting complaints because we did have a woman sleeping in her car. And so she would use the sidewalk as her living room. So she'd have like a chair on the sidewalk, her feet on the trunk of the car. She's doing her nails, listening to music. And when people walk by, she'd be like, thanks for visiting. Have a good one. And it was fucking great. And uh, yeah, who else do you know? Did you know Eddie Delisepi? No. John Chabel? Uh, I've heard of him. Alana Johnston. You know Alana Johnston, most intense human being you will ever... She's like knowing a tornado that wants advice about the industry. It's fucked up. That's just for you guys. We'll stop talking about friends the three of us have because I would like to get money from you guys at the end of the show as opposed to what it's probably going to be right now, which is that Kurt Stare. For those of you who don't know, it's a free show to get in, but it's not free to get out. What does that mean? It means that I want your goddamn money. And your money is found in your wallet. And your money doesn't fo fold. It's not coins. If you only have coins, give me all your coins. But don't... <laughs> Don't just hand me two pennies, because I have to take that to the bank. And do you know what it's like sorting pennies? You have to go to the business window, and it's not even a window. It's an old lady who I think is the mother of the bank manager, and she counts all of your coins. Do you know it's so boring you can taste it? She's one, two, five, one, two, six, one. I was there for 45 minutes today because she kept confusing the fives and the tens. It, fuck it, it, just please, for my soul. All right, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a weird day for me. I um, have a bad mattress, so I'm not sleeping well, but I'm also having the weirdest dreams. I had a dream last night that there was a piece of cheese in my room and it kept trying to eat me. And I Googled what that means on like the dream. You know, have you ever looked at dream dictionaries and stuff like that? They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That one said, your diet needs improving. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted like something more intellectual than that, not, well, it's cheese, so that's food. You probably should eat better food, fucking hippie ladies. Uh, but I do, I do love a good horoscope. My horoscope today was very interesting. It said, you will meet a man who will be disdainful of you, but don't worry, he has a lady's name and he's led a hard life. <laughs> I wonder if it's gonna come true, I am really unsure. And, uh, and so you were an accountant for a big accountancy firm? 
For yourself? For the council. Oh, you poor son of a bitch. You were an accountant for the government? Still, though. No, entirely fucking different. Entirely fucking different? I'm 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 really sorry, Steve. (laughs) You offended me. Did I really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a big difference between the government and the local. Come on. I know. (laughs) Come on, Steve. I know you didn't mean to. I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't mean to, Steve. The hug hug is not over, Steve. I'm really sorry about that, man. Um, I only swore for effect. You only swore for effects? You were recoiling from human emotion. That was amazing. Yeah, you no longer fin- Stop touching me. Stop. My heart is doing this thing where it's fluttering. I don't care for it. I don't care for it. And uh, so, Steve, so you're just traveling around. You're seeing the world. No longer an accountant for a local council, which is different than being a, cou- a local government accountant. Yes? You broke down on the M6? What happened? Can I say, by the way, I love the motorways in this country because they're, they're smooth. You guys, Los Angeles, I'm from Canada. We have potholes. You know what those are? There's just a hole in the road that no one fucking fixes. So at like 100 miles an hour, you have to weave around a crater as to avoid your car just breaking in the middle of the road. And it's only, it took me moving to Europe to realize, oh, roads don't need those. If the government spends money on the roads, they stay fixed. This is fucking insane. And so you, what, ha- what happened to your car? Fan belt. Fan belt. Do you know how to fix cars? No. I don't even know what the fan belt does or where to find it. Like, you could have told me the fan belt's in the boot, and I would have been like, yeah, it makes sense. It's where you keep your fan. If you're going somewhere that's hot, you tie it there with the fan belt so it doesn't jangle around. <laughs> and if that breaks, then you, you'll be unsafe. And where would you put your fan? Steve, you just lapsed into that accountant mode where you're just like this fucking it. I'm just going to just break it down to him. Because I'm a comedian. I have an accountant, and my accountant is literally, he's lurched from the Adams family. He wears a black turtleneck. This is how he answers the phone. You're calling. Hey, Keith, it's John. We need to discuss your paperwork. What's wrong with him, buddy? Did I just fill it all in $1 million because I'm doing so well this year? No, you did not do that, John. I don't find tax fraud very funny. (laughs) I know, Keith, but I'm just making a joke. I understand that, but uh, money's pretty serious. (laughs) I know, buddy, but you know, I am a comedian. He goes, I know what you are. (laughs) One day, he left me a voicemail. This was what it was. It was like, so Canadian taxes are due in April. Basically, my last visa, how this worked, is I had to pay taxes in Canada, then get a piece of paper from the Canadian government and show it to the British government and go, I pay tax there. I was more there than here, so I'm all covered. And he, that made him lose his mind because he was just like, well, maybe you should just pay taxes in two places. I was like, I, you've seen my taxes, right? You've seen, you've seen the tens of dollars I'm making? Do you think I'm really paying taxes in two places? And he was like, that's a very good point. I'll get that piece of paper then. I get this call from him the day before Canadian taxes are supposed to be filed. John, it is imperative you call your accountant. I am your accountant. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, he's lost his mind. And I called him and he went, just to clarify, your middle name is Robert. Yes? And I went, yeah. And he went, all right, good. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was Robert or Rob. And then I said, Keith, do you know anyone with the middle name Rob? And he went, no, but crazy things happen. <laughs> I don't feel like you were like that, Steve. I feel like you were a little bit loose. Yeah, because fucking accountants get a bad reputation. Hey, buddy, come on in. Come on in. Oh, my God, you look like a Ken doll. <laughs> no, the only seats are up front, sir. Only seats are up front. Hello, my man. This is Steve. How are, how are you? No, my name is John. That's Steve. What? <laughs> What's your name, brother? Steve. Your name is Steve, too? Is, that, is he your dad? I like Steve. I'm a condom man. No kids for Steve. And your name is also Steve? It's Andrew. It's Andrew. Oh, fuck you, Steve. <laughs> Be careful. He's a very angry man. He's an accountant. He knows what to do. He will hide your body inside of a renewable deductible fund. 
I, I, you almost corrected me on what that was. That was, you breathe air in your lungs and you go, that doesn't exist. You can't renew something that you also deduct from. You're a poor accountant. I one time asked him if I could declare cigarettes as an expense and he looked into it and he went, no. And then he went, unless you're doing some sort of cancer research. And I said, well, I kind of am. And he went, we can't prove that to the government yet. He said, yet. Meaning that man is just waiting out for the diagnosis to be bad. And he's like, and now we'll get you some money back. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, Andrew or Steve, whatever your real name is? I'm a gym instructor. You're a gym instructor. And yet you're so out of shape. <laughs> you're a gym instructor. I have, I have a fucked up hip. Do you know any stretches that would... This isn't even a joke. I literally hurt my hip yesterday. Do you have any stretches that would help that out? I've been having a lot of sex with your mother. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hilarious joke. Come on in. Now, I was just joking about that, Steve. You could kill me with your pinky finger. Now, um, and so you're a gym instructor. What's the worst thing you've ever seen happen in the gym? Okay. Um, oh, it's a good one. Your girlfriend. Is this your girlfriend? Okay, so... <laughs> podcast was good. It just got great. We will solve your relationship troubles in a moment. First tell your story. Look at this. Look at look at these people. They're happy. Look at their eyes in in love. Look he has a beard and yet his eyes eyes which is what what he has. Those aren't real eyes. They're eyes. They're, they're digital. They're like Google glasses only later. So what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a gym? Uh, lots of spew everywhere. You really don't know how to tell a story, do you? <laughs> lots of. I know. Well, I'm gonna help you out, brother. You gotta start the story at the beginning, not at the very end. With lots of spew. <laughs> so what? What was it? A, a fat man? No. Okay. There's a rowing competition. And uh, can I just say this about rowing? The whitest sport <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. You can tell when the shorts go above where the ball sack hangs, only white people. Everyone else has the decency to go, no, the shorts need to be an appropriate length. White dudes are like, no, no, I love me a plum smuggler. Have you seen the 70s? John McEnroe was a babe! John McEnroe joke in 2014, you're welcome. Now, so, rowing competition. And uh, the toilets were just full of shit and spew afterwards. It was pretty funny. Once again. How, how, what does that have to do with the rowing competition? Were they rowing away from a questionable curry takeout place? I don't know what you mean to say. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. You gotta. Have you ever seen anyone quit the gym like middle of the day? No. Not because you're training them and you just yell at them, don't you? I go to a gym in London. You can tell I'm pretty good looking. And fuck you guys. And. Uh, <laughs> And there's this trainer there. He's this big, giant uh, Nigerian guy. He has like these huge, jacked-up muscles, and he claims he's Mr. Clean, like 2013. And because I hate him so much, I Googled that. He wasn't even in the competition. I have lodged a complaint about it. Yeah, I am a fucking passive-aggressive dick. And my problem with him is this: is he's always standing on the equipment I want to use, just talking to pretty ladies. But I've seen him with his wife. He has a wedding ring, and he's always like, "We can go into the sauna together." And he's like, "Stop bothering that woman." You know that she is trying to improve herself, so you think that she's low-hanging fruit, you sexist fuck. How about you leave her alone so she can do push-ups and the rest of us can gawk at her from afar like a gentleman? <laughs> you don't walk into the yoga class and look at the girl stretching. You stand outside and go, I like that. Mental picture? Saved. And then you move on. Right, Andrew or Steve? Steve. Or Andrew? Steve. What's his actual name, girl that he's having sex with but not committed to? Steve. 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 All right, let's get to your relationship. <laughs> so many questions. My associate Steve here is here. He's visiting from the local council, so he'll be taking notes. <laughs> Do not fuck with me, guys. You'll be in a lot of trouble. The tax man will fucking lay the smack down. If you try and walk out, you'll be greeted by a man named Nadia, and he is not happy. <laughs> so let us begin. How long have you guys known each other? Like a year and a half. 
A year and a half. And how often have you guys been having sex with her vagina and your penis? Three years. <laughs> Miss, I think you've been raped in the past. <laughs> so you just didn't know him in that time? You would just put, do whatever. <sighs> and what is your name? I'm sorry, that's very rude. Andrea. Andrea, hello, John. Nice to meet you, Andrea. Very soft hands. Do you moisturize? Yeah. What kind do you use? I use cocoa butter. It's delightful and smells like a treat. Hand cream. Well, we're different people, I guess. <laughs> one of us cares about their skin. The other one is named Andrea. <laughs> I will say this. I only recently started moisturizing, and I feel like a new man. Because I don't know if you, go, if you have been walking around on this island, but it's the driest fucking place in the world, so you'd just be walking, and it would feel like your legs are suddenly itchy. And then I watched a comedian named Bill Burr who told me about moisturizer, and I was like, of course, I've seen that places. And I bought it, and I just lathered myself up after a shower. Your clothes feel so good, because they feel kind of squishy. Oh, it's fucking great. Seriously. Cocoa butter. It's like a pound. Put it everywhere. You feel like the inside of a bounty bar, only more delicious. <laughs> so you guys have been associating with one another between three years. And what, who's that, who's, I'm going to believe you, and I'm going to assume he's being a lying sack. You do have an honest face, and you're also a girl who takes things seriously. And he will not commit, will he, Andrea? No. Typical man, right? Unless it's you. Do you not want to date him? You don't like his creatine and his horrible protein farts? <laughs> Let me say that. Guys who are really fit and having a lot of protein powder, your farts will kill a vegan. <laughs> and vegans are surrounded in a miasma of stink. Like, just... Well, what is that, lentil beans but from hell? That's right, it was my butt. Now if you excuse me, I'm off to make hummus that doesn't even use a spoon. And so, um, do you, a lot of creatine? No, I don't. Steroids? No. A lot of meat? Yeah. Does the same thing. Yeah. You take like one shit a week and it comes out like a brick and makes a noise like <laughs> Yeah, I did the Atkins diet for like three weeks and uh, by week two, I could feel something right here. And I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I know what that is. And I looked it up and they're acting inside and they're like, yeah, you might get shit just stuck in you. Eat a lot of prunes and you'll be fine. So I bought like 11 things of prune juice and was just like, I gotta get this out of me. And I caned them and then I went into the bathroom. I have never felt better in my, I was in there for about 10 seconds and I walked out a new man. My hair used to be black and I came out like this. It was just, <laughs> so like a lot of red meat, chicken, greens. Do you ever, do you probably one of those guys only drink vodka because of the caloric content of the beer? No, I like beer. You like beer. That's your little vice. Much like she's your little vice. <laughs> now let's talk to Andrea. Slide over. No, no. Andrew or Steve, whatever his name is, is not even so Andrea. How did you come to know this muscle-bound fella? Um, on a trip to Dublin last year. So you're in Dublin and you thought, I would like to meet a fit fellow. And then the only one in Dublin showed his face. <laughs> I've been to Dublin. There are so many pot bellies, it feels like it's a competition. <laughs> and, um, and so it's been like a little like if he's in Dublin or you're in Dublin and where, are you, where do you live? Glasgow. So if he's in Glasgow, then you guys discuss Scottish-Irish relations? No, we're on an athletics trip. What were you doing in Dublin? Running. You're running? Yeah. So you were an Englishman running in Ireland? I'm Scottish. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what part of Canada am I from? I have a distinct accent. Can you detect it? Vancouver. Fucking wrong. How fucking dare you? Do I look like a hippie? I'm from the Ottawa Valley. We gave you Tom Green, Alanis Morissette. That's a woman who doesn't know irony. And cheese curds. So how about some fucking respect? But you see, I don't care about those things because I don't believe in patriotism. I believe in the human race. The Scottish need to let these things go, guys. You're doing very well. You gave the world everything covered in batter. That great Mel Gibson movie about your liberation. No one laughs at that joke the way I want them to. And, um, and looking angry even when you're happy. So you're, you're in Glasgow now. And this was a year and a half or three years ago? A year and a half. It was a year and a half. You fucking liar. <laughs> and what was the line that he used to woo you? It wasn't quite like that. Oh, yeah, it was. It was? 
What was the line you used to woo him? There was no wing. He just took it out and you were like, yes, ma'am. We were on an athletics trip. It wasn't like that. Not like that. Nothing at all? No. Are you guys just friends? Yes. No. I don't know. Can you not? No, if I stop talking, the show's going to be horrible. <laughs> It'll just be a staring contest. I use this to illustrate a point. I find those two guys from Los Angeles are gone, and I'm happy about it. Unless they just move seats, and now I feel like a dick. I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. You just have to know this, that you have to, you have to understand something. The world has gotten very strange. Where no one's in relationships anymore. Like you guys, I think the last couple dating. Don't you want to be like them? They're cooing, they're both wearing trench coats like they're off to have a sex crime, but as a couple, so it'll be wholesome. <laughs> and you guys don't even have coats in Scotland. What the fuck are you doing? You have one, you're smart, but you're with this lug nut who probably just yells at the clouds. <laughs> you're tough enough that I feel like the rain doesn't touch. He's like, we gotta avoid this guy. He'll turn us to fire. I gotta point out, you guys are like, oh, this guy's ballsy taking on that big boy. Yeah, watch me after the show where I'm just like, thank you so much. Don't hurt. I'm so scared. Your abs are bigger than my head. And so, yeah, but this is the weird thing is people are very hesitant to get into relationships. Now, they're not sure what they're actually gonna find. And I was very much like that for a very long time. I was like, no, we're not committed. We're just friends that touch each other sometimes. Go live in your car. Like, it was this. I was very much that guy, but I recently got into a relationship and it's the best. It's, ha it's amazing because you have someone always in your corner, always there to support you, someone who like tell you stupid shit. Like I'm really into professional wrestling and it's nice to know that I have someone who will still have sex with me even after I explain to her the entire length of Ric Flair's career. It takes two and a half hours and at a certain point she has a look on her face that goes, I can't believe I fuck you. Like it's just, <laughs> but it's still, it just it makes me happy. Right? Thank you, miss. So whatever you guys decide to do, in your life, it's your decision, but just be happy, and remember, you can do way better. <laughs> that was pretty good, huh? We were like, oh, I thought it was gonna be really good, and then I, I attacked him one more time, and he went from laughing to looking at me, he was like, I'm gonna bench press you, but in a weird way. <laughs> all right, let's get into this. This is what we're all thinking about, we all wanna know. How many people in Glasgow have tried to pick a fight with you? Yeah. yeah, fuck, I love that town. <laughs> they call you fat bastard and then just shove you, don't they? Because I, I have a big head, and I one time walked into a pub, and this pissed up guy went, Oi, ostrich egg! Get fucked! And I went, why? And he went, your head! How could you wear a hat? And then he went outside to wait for me. And I legitimately went outside and went, do you own a hat store? And he went, no, and it's called a shop. It's a fucking nutty town, Glasgow. I fucking love it. It's like reading a book inside of a knife fight. Like, cause it's so beautifully architectural. The people are so nice and then they just turn. Like, it's just like, give us a hug or you die. Like, it's just, it's an amazing thing, amazing thing. So where do you live? Edinburgh. You live in Edinburgh? Fuck yeah, I mean. That's the problem. <laughs> You're like the Romeo and Juliet of Scotland. Capulets, Montagues, or Montagues and Capulets, I can't fucking remember. And your love is forbidden because people in Glasgow think the people in Edinburgh are dicks, and Edinburgh kind of dicks to Glasgow. <laughs> and now you have to meet halfway on that train in that little town that smells of eggs when you go between Edinburgh and Glasgow. <laughs> Do you know the place I'm talking about? It does fucking smell like eggs, right? I thought I was insane until one time I was taking that train and I went, and I'd caught everyone just looking around for the egg sandwich. Just like, wh who put it there? It's closer to Glasgow than it is to Edinburgh. It's Sight Hill. It's Sight Hill? That place needs to stop it. <laughs> I'm so happy that was confirmed because that was freaking the shit out of me. Thought I was getting a, t a, a, a tumor. <laughs> and Andrea, what do you do for a living? Pardon me. You're a student. What are you studying? Psychology. Psychology. Oh, you must be doing a number on this show. Just a man talking about CAC. You should have interviewed me about my relationship. That would have been. Who's your favorite psychologist, psychiatrist? Freudian, Jungian? Carl Jung. Carl Jung? Just like Niles Crane. <laughs> Niles Crane. Thank you very much, Steve. Best audience member in the world. He got the Fraser joke while the rest of you just looked at me like, is your friend named Niles Crane? 
Niles Crane is Frasier's brother. Frasier was the psychiatrist who stole Diane from Sam on Cheers. Then he went on to have his own spinoff. He's played by Kelsey Grammer, who shockingly is actually like the biggest drug addict in Hollywood. He once in a year trashed four Mercedes Benzes and one Lamborghini Countach. He trashed the Lamborghini Countach because he got really drunk on red wine and he didn't want to drive it home, but he was afraid it was going to get stolen. So he just crashed it into a wall so the police would show up and tow it and he took a cab home. And you kind of are just like, holy shit, that's Fraser Crane. But it feeds into my theory that any sort of celebrity who's very Melba toast and milk toast, like if you look at like, he's playing Fraser Crane, this wholesome psychiatrist on TV, hopped up on pills. Grateful Dead, like this like really shitty like band. Fucking Jerry Garcia died because he forgot to take heroin that morning. That's how much heroin he was doing that he forgot to visit Maxwell Silverhammer one time. And he was just like, oh, and the heart just went, bye-bye. Like that's... And you just never hear that in their music, so that plays to my theory. So Carl Jung, what do you love about Jungism? Just a fact. I don't know anything about it. What's like a big thing that Jungism sets out? His theories on the unconscious. And what th what's his main theory of the unconscious? Does it have anything to do with cheese that's trying to eat you? <laughs> Let's say a gentleman with pale skin, kind of looks like Hitler's wet dream, who's doing a podcast at the Edinburgh Fe Fringe Festival. He had a dream last night with a giant brick of, I think it was cheddar, but it might have been brie cheese, was in his room trying to eat him. What would that mean? I don't know. It's not quite that, that kind of theory. Well, what kind of theory is it then? <sighs> on the tangibility of the unconscious thoughts on, and the effect they have on the outside world. So the idea of an unconscious thought relating to a conscious thought. This is why I went to theater school. Because I realized I don't even think I know what tangibility means. I thought it was a drink. That's a tang joke, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the rain is falling outside. It's that real rain. Not that Scottish rain, like God owns a cat and it's hissing at us. But that actual Scottish rain, not actual Scottish rain, just coming down in a sheet. You know what that means? I don't know what that means. How do you guys deal with the rain? You know what I like to do? pour myself a cup of hot cocoa, put on my jam jams, and take a nap. I had a flatmate named Molly, and any time it rained, she took a nap. She got fired from three separate jobs. And I'm not even joking about that. She literally, one time, she was on her way to work, and it was raining, and she came back up the stairs and went, it's raining, time for a nap. And I went, is that a thing? And she went, to me it is. And she just went to bed. She's probably the freest person I've ever met in my entire life in terms of she lives by only her rules. It's just amazing. Like there was one time in an entire week where she wanted to see what would happen if she only ate bananas and smoked weed. And here's what happens. You destroy bathrooms like nothing you've ever seen or heard. Like you think old Andrews Dukaruskis should be shellacked and placed on the wall? It sounded like a fudge factory exploded in my toilet. And then she just walked out and just went, ooh, maybe not such a good idea, but I am slimmer, and then just went into a room. Just bizarre things you meet when you hang out with actors. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's, a, uh, it's time to wrap up the show. And I feel like we've gotten together, we've gotten to know each other, but I think, I think there's only one way to truly conclude this show. Steve, do you know how we're gonna do that? No? Well, we're gonna, we're gonna have a little listening party. We're gonna listen to the song that inspired Nadia's parents. We all know the song I'm talking about. Hopefully I have it on my iPod. If not, this whole tangent's gonna be fucking sad and annoying. Really can't? Oh, yes I do. Ladies and gentlemen, please all rise for a listening of a boy named Sue. Now when we're gonna sing it, when it gets to a boy named Sue, we're all gonna yell Nadia. All right, you ready? All right, please rise. Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever coming did up. was before he left, he went and named me. Nadia! Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. It's coming up again. Some gal would giggle, and I'd get rid, and some guy'd laugh, and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Nadia! 
it's a well, short song. Don't worry. And I grew up mean. My fist got hard. My wits got keen. Roamed from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars. I'd search the honky tonks and bars and kill that man that gave me that awful name. Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July, and I just hit town, and my throat was dry. Thank you very much, sir. Have myself a brew. Last one. Saloon on a street of mud. There at a table dealing stud. Motherfucker. Dahlia! Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Anything Can Be a Podcast. You have been an audience. One more time for Andrea, for Steve, for Andrew. My name is John Asics. I'll see you in the back. Bring your mother. My blood ran cold and I said, My name is Sue. How do you do? How are you gonna die? Yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes and he went down, but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss And he went for his gun and I pulled mine first He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile And he said, son this world is rough, and if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name, and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight. And I know you hate me, and you got the right to kill me now. And I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in the eye Cause I'm the that named you Sue Yeah, what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a pawn, he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm going to name him Bill or George, anything but Sue. I still hate that name.